Hey guys, it's Mia Baker here and welcome back to another episode of Unsussed. Now, before I get started, I think I'd better address the elephant in the room. Yes, yes, it's been two whole weeks since I last released an episode and I really do hope you've missed me because I have honestly missed chatting to you guys so much, which I feel like is quite strange because obviously I am super aware that I'm talking into a microphone with a beautiful white wall opposite me. I actually think I spend most of my life these days just talking to myself into a camera, my phone. Honestly, I probably don't even know how to speak to people anymore. But anyway, most of you may, or you may not, know that I have recently been on holiday, which is why I have been MIA, pardon the pun. Um, I was in Bali with George uh, for the past three weeks, and I'll touch a little bit about our trip um, at the beginning of this episode, but the main part of this episode is, it's going to be St. Andrews. I mean, I did think when I came back from Bali, what on earth am I going to talk about in my next episode? What will be my big holiday comeback? And then this opportunity came up for me to go and film at St. Andrews as a presenter, might I add. I know it's so weird that I'm now becoming a presenter. Like it's just so many moons away from where I thought I would be or what I would be doing. But anyway, I got to visit St. Andrews for the very first time. And on top of that, it's just one month before the Open, the 150th Open, which means it's looking absolutely unreal, like a stage ready for the world's greatest performers. And not to mention the hotel itself has had a huge refurb, which is actually why I was up there. But anyway, on that note, let's get started. Welcome back. Well, I should also say welcome back to myself because George and I have just come back from Bali. Now, Bali has honestly been on the top of my bucket list for so long. Now, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but sometimes when I have like places that I'd like to go, I don't know, I just bring up Airbnb, have a little look, see what the accommodation looks like. And honestly, the amount you have to pay for the luxury you get is ridiculous. It's so much cheaper than I ever thought it would be. I didn't really know what to expect of Bali. I've just heard, obviously, amazing things. We went there. It was obviously amazing. I'm not really sure why Bali has been on the top of my list. I, honestly, I just think it's everyone else. They just they just make me excited. They make me excited to go and travel to these countries that are extremely far away. I mean, our traveling was like, I don't know, it must have been about 18 hours. We had to stop in Kuala Lumpur and then we went through on to Bali. So yeah, I think it was about 18 hours. It was pretty long. And then on the way back, we had like a seven hour stop in Kuala Lumpur. The airport was pretty much derelict, dead, because it's been COVID. It's only recently opened up. So yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. Now, obviously, I don't want to bore you with my holiday, but I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, we basically traveled around. So we started in a place called Uluwatu, which was super nice. I honestly really loved it because it was very it was very like surfer vibe and it had a really nice mix of Balinese and also like a Australian westernized kind of culture, very healthy food, smoothie bowls. I don't know, I did feel quite hippie and I'm not a very hippie person, but I felt 
very hippie. I thought I fitted in quite well, went to the beach, had like barbecue fished on the beach. It was unbelievable, absolutely loved it. And then we moved, where did we move to? Oh yes, we went to the Noosa Islands. So Noosa Lembongan, Senegan and Panida, I probably pronounced them incorrectly. Honestly, I couldn't remember the names for ages. It took me so long to even get that in my head. It was amazing for snorkeling. It's like quite tiny islands, so you can literally get a moped, do the whole tour of the island in about, well, one day each, and then you can move on. So that's kind of what we did. We went snorkeling with manta rays there, which was so cool. Obviously, that's kind of a seasonal thing slash also a luck thing, but we did see, we saw two manta rays. Unbelievable, crazy. And there's also this, there's this beach called Diamond Beach and honestly health and safety I swear down does not exist we were walking on the edge of a cliff I thought I was going to die I honestly I don't think I get well maybe I do have a little bit of um vertigo bit of a fear of heights but I actually felt it like this is really embarrassing but I kind of cried because basically what happens is you start off with a rope on the side of this cliff that you walk down and then the stairs they just get narrower and narrow, narrow, and then they think, oh, no, you know what? The stairs are now narrow enough that we're just gonna get rid of the rope, and you're just gonna have a free fall drop. I'm like, who thought of this? This is ridiculous. It was crazy. Anyway, I kind of got stuck at that point, and yeah, I freaked myself out. But honestly, so so beautiful, so cool. Um, went and saw like mangroves there, underground house, all of that. It was amazing. Then what we did, we actually got a boat to Guinea Tea. Now, if anyone knows much about Guinea Trawangan, it's known for being a bit of a, a bit of a party hub, had a strip, you know, people go out there. I've never felt so old in my life. I swear everyone there was about 18. The funny thing as well is, well, it's not very funny at all, but because of COVID, that island survives pretty much on tourism and it had only been open for two weeks once we had arrived. So as we were walking around, I was like, it honestly looks so derelict, like an, an apocalypse had been. You know, if there's outdoor chairs, it would have had so many plants growing over it. It was honestly the most strange thing to see. And it was pretty much because of COVID, because no one had been there. No one had looked after any of the things, put them away, because everything's just kept outside in Bali. It's so hot. Strange, strange. But now, obviously, it's opening up. Lots of people are coming back. Um, they're building new buildings or whatever they are. And it's coming back to life, which is actually really nice to see. So many people, when we were there, just kept saying thank you. They were like, thank you so much for coming to our island. Thank you so much for visiting. And I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea how much they thrive on having tourists. It was actually quite sweet. Anyway, Gilly Tea is amazing, not only for the partying. Honestly, didn't really party that much. I feel like I'm, I just, just feel like I am too old. <laughs> um, at least amongst all of the youngins. But yeah, so good for turtles. I've swam with turtles in the deep blue, went snorkeling. There's also a bit called Turtle Bay. And you can literally just hire a snorkel on the edge of the sea if you don't like going into the deep sea. And just sea turtles there too it's one of the most exhilarating and special experiences you'll ever do because they are they're big the turtles are pretty big I've never seen anything like it apparently if you go at a certain time of the year as well on the beach there's just 
so many turtles that you could probably trip up over them because there are that many. They're just such magnificent creatures. If you, if you do anything like swimming with turtles, add it to your list. It's It was kind of like a highlight, I'm actually going to say. Then we moved on to a place called Handara Golf Resort, which is near Kuta. It's in New Kuta. Um, obviously, you had to fit in a little golf trip. It was two nights we were there for. It was in the crater of an extinct volcano. It was about £45 a night to stay there. Now, that's that. See, £45 a night, you think, that's quite cheap. That was probably one of our most expensive nights in Bali. And it was £45. I would say golf is still pretty expensive out there. Like, the round itself was very expensive. However, it's like, you know, we're only here once. How often do I go to Bali? Never. So you played two rounds. Um, the first was a sunset round after 1pm. That was actually a very good price. It was under £30 for a round, um, which was pretty... Well, I think that's pretty affordable. And honestly, it's still quite warm. I mean, it's much colder up there because it's kind of in the mountains. But it was still pretty warm. And then the second round was in the morning, which was about £55. But it included a green fee, caddy, buggy, etc. So, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too unreasonable but yeah it was pretty it was pretty cool honestly playing in front of mountains is quite special I've seen people do it in Canada I'm always very jealous it looks unbelievable to play underneath a mountain so you get to do that there pretty nice um what did we do next we went to Ubud Ubud is amazing for food for yoga I'm so gutted we didn't get to go to a place called the yoga barn but we bumped into this guy at breakfast and he was telling us about this, I don't know what you call it, this class called breathwork. Now, apparently breathwork is an out-of-body experience. I don't know if anyone has ever done it before. I really want to do it now after he's um, kind of spoken to us about it. But he just said, I don't even know what it is. Like, because of your breathing, you bring up these emotions, emotions that you've been hiding inside your soul, your body, your mind. And they just come out and then eventually you're like crying. Then you're mad and then you're happy. And then, yeah, they just said it was an absolute mind-blowing experience. And I kind of, I kind of really just want to experience that. Imagine just being able to breathe in such a way that you can release all of this energy that you might have cooped up inside of you. And then you come out feeling, well, apparently you come out feeling quite drained. <laughs> so it's like a proper workout. So, yeah, that'd be very interesting. Anyway, I might add that to my list if I ever go back. But we also did um, the spa massages. Again, so cheap in Bali. Massages are unbelievably cheap. And they're so good. Like, they're so good. I, oh, I, I'm very upset that in England they cost so much, honestly. Because I love a good massage, I'm not going to lie. Um, and that was amazing. Then we did a cooking class as well out there, which was also really good. I always love doing a cooking class in whatever country I'm in. I feel like I get a proper, I don't know, I'm immersing myself as best I can. And then the other really cool thing about a bird is the monkey forest. Now, I don't know if anyone knows much about monkeys. I, did, I actually didn't know anything about monkeys. Apparently, you're not meant to look them in the eye. <laughs> Otherwise, they will, they will come for you and they will get you. Mm, that was a bit scary. They're not aggressive creatures by nature, but never bother their mother with a child and never look them 
in the eye, was what I was told. And then the last part of our trip was Semenyak Kangu, which is known for beach clubs, shopping, beaches. I have never been to a beach club before. And now I have, and I really, really loved it. I know everyone talks about Potato Head. Everyone talks about, oh, you've got to go to Potato Head in Semenyak if you go to Bali. I personally really liked Finns. So we went to a beach club called Finns Beach Club. Shock. It overlooks the sea, which, to be fair, Potato Head did too. Um, And there's kind of like two sides. There's like a VIP side, which is more relaxing, more chilled. And then there's more of the party side. So we went into the VIP side. It's actually... It's like £40 for the day, but that £40 is what you spend. So it's like a minimum spend £40 as opposed to you pay £40 for a ticket and you never see anything of it. Honestly, in England, I'm pretty sure £40 barely gets you anything, especially in London. So I thought it was actually pretty reasonable. The sushi there, which sounds sounds very strange, was unreal. I had the best sushi of my life, I'm pretty sure. And then they did mm, cold coconut. I don't know why. I'm not I'm not into coconuts. I don't even like coconut. But there's something about a cold, fresh coconut. It just tastes so delicious. Not a warm one, a cold one. It was mm, it was really a really nice time actually. Really, really, really nice time. There's also like beaches down in Seminyak, a place called Sunset a la Plancha, which has loads of umbrellas, which I think is quite famous. There's also a club there called La Favela, which is apparently massive. Didn't actually get a chance to go in. Clearly, you can tell I'm not much of a clubber. You would be correct in that thinking. Um, So, yeah, we never actually got a chance to go in there. And then, yeah, we ended up going back, arriving back in England and going back to reality, which is pretty much how many days? I think I got like a day or something before I had to then pack to go up to Scotland to go and film at St. Andrews. It's kind of funny. I find it kind of funny. But the brand that I was going up to do the filming with, presenting-wise, was a company called Cola. And Cola are a plumbing company. But the interesting thing is they do all of the plumbing and bathrooms of St. Andrews Old Course Hotel. See, that's the link. They actually own a few other hotels. I think one in Whistling Straits as well. So they were doing... They were kind of doing a tour video of the new refurb, of the hotel, of their spa, of the swing studio. Basically, what you get if you go to St. Andrews, old course, hotel. It was my first time ever up there. I've never been to St. Andrews before. I think people are always like, what, Mia? You've never been to St. Andrews? And I'm like, what you don't remember is I have spent most of my golf life inside I have not been to many places with golf. I've never been to America with golf. I've never been to St. Andrews with golf. The only place in Scotland I've even been to golf is Carnoustie. And that was at the Women's Open last year. So over time, I will add different courses, iconic courses to my, to my list. But at the moment, I'm still, I'm still a baby golfer. I still have a lot of experiences to do. I've not got there yet. But St. Andrews, I can now check that one off. Honestly, it's so pretty. When we arrived, the weather was honestly perfect. You couldn't have you couldn't have paid for it. It was honestly beautiful. I mean, the other two days that we were there, not so great. But the day we arrived mm, was amazing. 
we went there. I was with this other guy who was a producer. And he kind of showed me around, which was so kind of him. He showed me the, like, 18th hole, um, the end of the 17th hole, which is the notoriously hard par four that you need to, where you hit your driver, supposedly, over the hotel or the green, what do they call it? The green shed? The green shed. I think it's called the green shed. Anyway, you're meant to hit your ball over the hotel. It was also the first time I've seen the Swilcombe Bridge in real life. Honestly, like, don't kill me or shoot me, and I know it's iconic. It was so much smaller than I was expecting. I mean, now thinking back to all the photos I have seen of it, people do look like giants next to it. But I just thought, I thought it would be bigger. And I thought it would be a bit more extravagant. And I honestly don't know why I was, what, well, no, I just don't know what I was expecting. But yeah, it was just, it was just smaller than what I thought it was going to be. It was kind of funny. Because I was like, wait, what? That's the bridge that everyone takes a photo with? Anyway, I didn't take a photo next to it. I just feel too awkward. Sometimes when there's like an iconic thing that everyone takes a photo next to, I just feel too awkward to take a photo next to it. Which sounds really stupid because obviously I spend probably, I don't know, 50% of my life taking photos these days, which is not what I used to do. I can tell you that for free. But yeah, I just... I always get this feeling of awkwardness when I just know everyone else is doing it and I'm like, oh God, no, I can't do it too. I just feel really awkward. Plus, people are in the middle of their game. Anyway, I didn't even take a photo, but maybe when I go back, I will just get over myself and go and take a photo. Now, I've started doing a lot of presenting recently, which I think people were kind of encouraging me, kindly, to do um, a while back and I was just I just think I wasn't ready it was too new for me to get in front of a camera like when I started social media it was awkward enough filming myself in front of a camera like filming myself with my phone for insta stories then it kind of progressed to filming myself with my vlogging camera it's still a bit awkward and it's awkward when people are watching it's not so bad when you're on your own and you've kind of got used to it a bit but when people are watching it's really like oh, cringy anyway I then had to get over the fact that I was no longer holding my camera and other people were filming me that is also very very awkward and also what's really strange is I've gone from thinking up my own ideas filming my own content being in my own content editing my own content releasing my own content I'm in control of everything I'm like uh, I don't want to say the talent, but that's what they call them. The people in front of the camera, they call them the talent. So I've gone from being the talent, the producer, the editor, and the also executor. Is that a person? Anyway, the executor. To being just the talent. That is very strange. I have given up all control to someone else. I, I'm basically now, I'm now a puppet. I'm a puppet. I have to say and do what I'm told with a with a mere twist so yeah I actually I actually I'm gonna be really honest with you I actually didn't like presenting to begin with but now I'm enjoying it much more because I much prefer the more like softer lifestyle presenting I really struggle with the professional presenting I'm just I'm just not professional I don't think I'm professional by nature I just think I just think I'm very normal and I'm better suited to being normal so hopefully yeah hopefully we can do more normal things that would be nice 
One of the rooms that we were filming that we actually also got to stay in was part of the new Champions Wing, is what they're calling it. I think it's just Champions Wing, but new is just new is just the adjective I just put on the end there. Um, but yeah, honestly, really nice. I don't actually know how much it costs, but it has a view over the old course. And also, it basically kind of lines the 17th hole, so the one that people are trying to hit over the hotel. So... Yeah, I'm sure there have been many people who have got balls <laughs> to their window. Um, there's, you can't get rid of a slice, I'm afraid, for some people. Some people just, you can't. The slices exist. So yeah, I think they've had quite a few balls which kind of just dunk. Um, and also, if you look at the green shed, you can see loads of dents from golf balls. I mean, I must say, it was stunning. And I was like, wow. This is such a cool course. It felt very, very special. And I really, it, like the course itself, to me, felt more special than I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. I never know what I'm expecting. But I, I, had, I did have a feeling of, wow, this is awesome. The breakfast there was also super nice. You basically go onto the fourth floor and the view, if you can sit by the window, is over the 17th hole. Again, um, it's just kind of further down more towards the green side. Really nice. They have delicious smoked salmon. They also do all types of porridge, like with milk, with water. I'm one of those weird people who loves porridge with water. I don't know anyone else. Everyone always like, oh, Mia, that's disgusting. I've just always had it growing up, porridge with water. I don't know. It's just one of those things. So I had that and they do obviously the normal breakfasts, but the view was just, was just so, so pretty. I actually think they'd brought on a load of new staff. Like it was actually really, really cute to see. It seems like they were mostly kind of students at school, quite young. I mean, one of the girls who came in and did my bed, she was 16. We had a little chat, um, getting ready for her A-levels, then thinking about unis. It's so cute. I love seeing young people go to work because they're just getting stuck in. And it just reminds me of when I was that age and I was a waitress. And it was honestly one of my most favorite jobs in the whole entire world. I just had such a fun time. Just, ugh. I mean, you know this already, but yeah, I just, I just really enjoyed serving people. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think there's quite a lot of young people probably being hired before the Open because it's going to be very busy. So yeah, that was really sweet um, to see. It's also, well, obviously you can guess, but it's also not the cheapest place in the world. I had room service, right? I had room service one night and I had, what did I have? It was like some sort of pasta. Maybe it was linguine pasta with, I don't even remember what, like a pesto linguine pasta with pancetta. I think that's what, what it was. It was £20. Like, that's a lot of money, I think, for pasta. The thing is, I, I just wanted something like a club sandwich, but that wasn't an option. So I had to have like a full-fledged meal. £20. That was even the most expensive because that was the pasta. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're going there, just be prepared to be spending money because you're going to be living in luxury really I think that's what it is just when you when you go to nice places do nice things 
It's always expensive these days. I swear, honestly, the cost of living is going to kill me. Everything is so expensive, from, like, petrol to bread to... I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know how people are surviving because I'm feeling the crunch. Honestly, I'm feeling the crunch. Anyway, in terms of the filming, um, the tour the tour was... We went through the entrance. Um, we were checking in. Actually, I think this is actually going to be in Golf Digest. I think. So this video might be there. You might see my little face. And I probably will have never watched the video because I find myself too cringy. But I'm guessing it will be on there. So yeah, we went, did the entrance, checking in. Um, oh, we did the Swilkin Loft, which is a new restaurant they've just built. I kept calling it Silicon though. Honestly, the amount of times I filmed it and I kept saying silicon instead of swilkin. It was so embarrassing and I just couldn't stop it. Very embarrassing. Anyway, they've got this new restaurant and it kind of sits on the very top corner of the hotel. So it's kind of next to the breakfast area. But you can see, obviously, the 17th green there. And you can see the 18th. And you can see, I don't know what hole it is that comes off. Maybe it's the first. I don't know. The hole that's next to the 18th that comes down such stunning view like if you ever get the opportunity to go to that restaurant definitely do like anyone can go in you don't have to you don't, I don't think you even have to be playing golf like it's literally open to the public so if you can go to that restaurant I would highly recommend um I would say pricing wise you know it's standard it's the same as the room service to be honest with you it's about 20 pounds for a main or something maybe a bit cheaper 19 pounds <laughs> Wow, bargain. Um, but yeah, honestly, the the experience is what you're paying for there. And it is so amazing. It's got a little balcony too, so you can actually go out and have a look. Um, oh, that was so nice. We then did bedrooms, which was stupidly windy out there. I had to go onto the balcony and do some filming. And it was like, like my hair was going everywhere. I look like a wild dog. It was not a pretty look. We then we did the bathrooms and oh actually I forgot to mention in the bedrooms they have this really they do this really cool thing where they put these photos up of iconic golfers both male and female it's so cool and so nice it was very inspiring I really I really love that um I love that touch then yeah the bathrooms which were obviously amazing they have there's like three shower heads in there into the shower sorry like in the shower there are three shower heads it's very luxurious you press buttons to make it work there's no tap or anything. Yeah, very, very luxurious. Um, we did the pro shop. I actually bought a couple of trinkets from the pro shop. You can buy ball markers. So I bought George like this massive ball marker that you can get engraved on the back. And yeah, I just thought that was a very cute little present. And then I also got those cap ball marker clip things. I just think they're so handy. They're just very nifty, nifty little gadgets. So I bought one of those for us two each. One, us two each? I bought one of those for both of us. There we go. Then we went into the swing studio where, oh, again, another embarrassing moment. I couldn't hit a single ball. I honestly have not been playing golf, like, at all recently. People always say, oh, you must be practicing loads. I can't. It's so annoying. Like, I'm traveling, I'm working, and you just don't get to play as much as you want to. Like when I was filming and creating content back back in the day, whereas all I did, I obviously got to practice a lot more than I do now. Whereas now I have all my other things I have to do. And then I don't get the opportunity to 
play golf as much, which is kind of sad because that's I just love it so much. I love getting better. I don't really like being bad. I mean, one of the things that I personally feel like I've shot myself in the foot is when I do presentary things, they're also kind of hiring me based on my social media. So usually if a presenter gets hired, all they have to do is presenting. Whereas when I get hired, I'm like, okay, you need to do presenting. Then you also need to do our social media channels, our Instagram and TikTok. Then you also need to do your own social media channels. You need to do your Instagram and your TikTok. And you need to do yourself a YouTube video. And I'm like, no one else has to do this much work when they go places. I feel like I have to do double than what everyone else does. And I'm only one human. And I don't have like a full team around me. I mean, (laughs) this is funny. I've actually now got my stepbrother doing my editing for my videos, my YouTube videos, that is, because I just couldn't manage it anymore. <laughs> I'm literally roping in my family. Like, I've literally hit, I'm going to say rock bottom. Maybe it's the opposite of rock bottom. Maybe I'm really making it in the world. But that is, that is becoming my team. And he's outsourcing to my other brother too. So I'm literally getting my brothers to help me with my videos because I just can't do it all which is wild to me, it's so wild. I never thought that I would um, be supporting my brothers with their work. Anyway, where were we? Swing studio, couldn't hit ball, very embarrassing. Um, oh yeah, and then we had to run and do these drone shots out of the bedroom, which was so hard because drones can only fly in certain weathers and we tried it so many times and because it was too windy and it was too rainy, we kept having to stop. But the whole time I was still out on this balcony being like blown away and drizzled on and yeah it was pretty it wasn't the most pleasant experience but we did it we got through um and then this is so funny they have a spa called cola's water spa and really coolly they do golf treatments they do a golf massage and they also do a golfer's foot massage now we filmed me getting a foot massage (gasps) which I just find hilarious because, well, yeah, you know what people and feet can be like, especially for women. It's very uh, very strange fetish, I would say. But anyway, we got a foot massage and it was filmed and it was actually really good and the women were amazing, but it was just, um, it was just very, hmm, how do I put this? Surreal experience to have about three people watch well, it was actually like, I think there was like seven people in the room watching me get a foot massage. Um, <laughs> even thinking back now, I'm like, that is actually a very strange scenario. Anyway, there's an amazing kind of like hydro spa in there, which does, you know, the sauna through to this like ice machine, steam room, plunge pool. It's, it's really nice. I'd highly recommend um, going in if you're, well, if you're not a fan of golf, then you can go into the spa. Also, if you're a golfer and you want to get a treatment, you can go into the spa. It's basically everything you could possibly want. The day itself was pretty long. I think we met at, um, I think I woke up at like 6.45 and then I think we finished filming about 10-ish, 10 p.m.-ish. Because obviously we couldn't go to the spa until it was shut, which was like 8 p.m. And yeah, it just kind of, it was quite, it's quite a long day. It's quite a long day when you're having to be kind of on in front of the camera. Like you're just expected to be cheery. I mean, I am naturally cheery, but I do get tired. Like I do get a bit sleepy. 
I mean, my bedtime is 11 p.m., so... But but it was also so much fun. Like, it's just very different than, obviously, a nine-to-five office job. But it's also equally as exhausting. It's just very different. Like, I can't explain it to you. I can't sit here and be like, oh, my God, it was so hard. It was the worst day of my life. It wasn't. It's just tiring, but it's really fun, and I really enjoy it. And also, St. Andrew's, it was just unbelievable. Um, I just, oh, it was so amazing. Oh, my gosh. The funniest thing happened ever as well. I went to go and put my clubs back in the lift to take them back to my room because I didn't need them anymore. Who other than Gordon Ramsay was there holding the lift open for me? Like, it's one of those most random moments in the world. And you're like, what are you doing here at a golf hotel? The amount of celebrities that go or play golf or in golf hotels or doing whatever is unbelievable. I'm like, what are you doing here? You don't even play golf, do you? Maybe he does. Maybe I'm just assuming that he doesn't. Honestly, there's so many secret golfers out in the world. I think everyone secretly plays golf, but no one tells anyone they play golf until they play golf with them. And then they're like, oh, you play golf. I don't know. I don't know what people are doing, whether they're just trying to like secretly get better without anybody knowing, or whether they're secretly bad and don't want to tell anybody. I'm not sure. But there's a lot of golfers out there. It's, honestly, it's the best. It's the best sport in the world. Everyone does it. You'll meet millions and billions of really interesting people anyway I went home the next day I had loads of meetings back in London so I couldn't really stay up there anyway and now it's actually Monday today and I'm going to be heading up to Centurion Club because I'm going to the Aramco team series event which I did last year this is the second time I've done Centurion and the second time I've ever played in a competition and my second competition is obviously an LET event so yeah, I feel like um, it's been a wild journey. I'm pretty nervous. I get very nervous about these things. I get very nervous about playing golf in front of very good people sometimes. So we're just battling through those nerves at the moment. I get a bit, I get a bit poorly, a little bit sick before events sometimes. Um, so yeah, if you've ever listened to my last Aramco podcast, you'll know. I mean, I'm not that same extent anymore. I just get a bit of an icky belly. But I'll do a full podcast episode. I'm obviously also doing a YouTube vlog as well for it. All about the Aramco team series, what it's like to play, feelings, thoughts, all of that jazz um, for you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Unsust. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here as always. Make sure you don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember... Feel free to DM me any questions or stories you'd like me to chat about next week on Instagram. It's at Mia Ella X. Chat soon. (laughs) 